Helele. Hello. Hello, my friend. Hello, fellow human. Hello, world. It's good to be back. I must say that you're going to get a very exhausted, tired Erica today, but so be it. That's life and we're not going to stop living just because just because of slight misfortunes of of being very tired. I've arrived back from London last night. I went there for 4 days to spend time with my dear friend who's a fellow Finn and did all sorts. Stayed up too late. I didn't sleep too well because it was in my bed, although the bed was really, really comfortable and really beautiful. Ate really nice foods, went skating around the London Eye area and there was a skate park there. Amazing. I've been wanting to see you for months. And also went skating in Hyde Park. Hyde Park is one of my favourite places to, to visit in London because it's just so big and so chilled out and there's lots of stuff to do. Saw some other skaters in there as well, inline skaters, that is, and actually some quarters and some skateboarders and it's just such a good vibe. Absolutely love it. Normally, I'd be more active and get tons of steps in. However, just before setting off on, on Saturday morning, on Friday night, I left my Apple Watch in a restaurant in central Newcastle and because I was charging it and then I realised just as we went out but it, we were the last ones out so it closed and I couldn't get it back so essentially I feel like I'm slightly addicted to my Apple Watch because it feels like none of the none of the workouts nothing I've been doing ever since it just hasn't counted and that's obviously really sad and that's not how it goes. But I'm just, I love seeing all the stats and, and things. And sometimes I used to have a Fitbit and I found it quite stressful. Whereas the Apple Watch actually doesn't stress me out at all. Uh, it just gives good info. And so I've been missing it. My friend went to collect it on, on Saturday. So I shall get it back tonight, I think. I've finally slept nearly night out, nine hours last night, but because of the sleep deprivation from the long weekend, I'm just exhausted. I think the lack of sleep, sleep's proper, pretty much my number one priority in well-being, and one night is not going to fix it. I had some work this morning, and it was, it was a real struggle to get through it, but I just had to be honest with my clients and say, I'm really sorry, but I'm sort of half-functioning, and gladly it's not me who has to do all the, the hard work and stuff, so craziness really I don't like being tired and I feel like what I've really learned from my friend is that she's a lot better at saying no to things whereas I'm very I very readily say yes if it's something that I'm interested in people who are nice I'd rather be there and do it because of the experience because obviously the more well not obviously but the more experiences you, you the more experiences you gather during a lifetime especially as you get older the longer it feels like your life's lasted so right now I've actually just refused a an invitation to do stuff on Sunday because I'll be working the morning and daytime and my vibe genuine vibe was that I need some time off and I need time to myself I need to not be engaged with stuff all the time. I really, this week, want to prioritise 
getting good sleep again and just recovering. Oh, I can't wait. We'll see there's a finished film. Well, I think it's a finished film that they're showing in, in Tyneside Cinema this next week, I think. It's called SISU, S-I-S-U. It stands for kind of uh, courage and... Mm, they just say that Finns get through everything with their sisu. Like you need sisu to be in the sauna and to really go hard at it. And it's kind of like resilience and stuff like that. So I'm hesitating and going to watch that. Although I'm very bad at watching films. I just don't have the attention span normally. But if I have to sit down in the cinema, then maybe I will just endure. And especially seeing as it's something from Finland, a bit of, you know... I don't know if you can call it nostalgia, but it's just nice to see Finnish people and hear Finnish people. I'm only guessing, actually. I don't even know if it's in Finnish or whether it's just people acting. I, I have no idea. But yeah, that's an opportunity for this week. Just before I went to London, I had my chat with a consultant, orthopedics consultant at the hospital. And he was going through my MRI scan images for my knee. And confirmed that I've ruptured my ACL and torn my meniscus. And the way he was describing is just saying, well, it's not there. So I will definitely need a knee reconstruction operation. Uh, which is kind of scary. And I thought I'm, I sort of cried about it, I think, the day before. Just thinking, shit. Shit, man. Like, I'm so young. and what. But then, actually, I've I've talked to quite a few people now who have had a knee reconstruction operation at quite a young age. So it's just a bit of comfort, I think, to hear that it's going to be fine. And my neighbours were also saying, a couple of them, that they've been waiting for a knee reconstruction for years now, and good luck, that I won't get it. And then I just said, obviously, it's I kind of need my knees for my, well, my knee, knees for my job. I'm a very active person, so I really need my, it's, it's such a big part of my mental health to have a functioning body that I really hope I can have the operation day sooner rather than later. And he reckoned that it should be in the next few months. So recovery time after that, I won't be able to do anything like mm, sports where I'd have to switch direction quickly. So badminton, squash, tennis, football, rugby. Not that I play rugby, <laughs> but I can't do anything like that for a good 10 months afterwards. So I'm going to be super good. I'm very determined. I'm going to be really good with my rehab. And I'm kind of... I'm really looking forward to it, I'd like to say. I just want it over over and done with. Now, I feel like in the past I would have thought that 10 months is such a long time and I could have got a bit depressed about that whole thing. But I've got such a positive mindset about the whole thing now because I can still... I've been doing handstand training, which I actually still need to do today because my friend gave me some more advice recently and just said Erica work on this for a month every day and you'll nail it and I'm just thinking that would be just before my birthday so that would be really a really nice birthday present for me if I could just feel like I've improved in a month's time and with my handstands and I can actually hold a good better sort of technically good position for you know some some time that'd be really rewarding so, also, I've been able to skate in London. I just don't do anything too aggressive. Don't do anything where I need where I, where I twist twist my knee in a bad way. And it's actually been really decent for a while. There's still weakness, but at least it hasn't been sore because I haven't 
I haven't stepped on it wrong without muscle tension. So knee reconstruction operation is on the cards. How fabulous. Also, he didn't tell me if I'm going to be under general anesthetic or local, which would be like a spinal. And I kind of just hope they're going to put me to sleep. Is that the right way of saying it? Oh, that doesn't mean they're going to kill me now. Um, general anesthetic would be nice. I think it's quite a good little thing to to when when the IV stuff is going in, and then you're like, I'm going to stay awake. I'm going to stay awake. I'm I'm going to stay awake, and then you just obviously can't because it just knocks you the fuck out. That's fun. And also, today I realised I should have returned a library called the Artful Universe yesterday, and I've missed my chance. The library's still open as we speak for another half an hour and I wanted to prioritise podcasting and I will just deal with the consequences of returning that library item late, which also brings us to one really, really good tip. Get yourself a library card. Go go to the library. I think I've found so many sort of books that I've borrowed that I wouldn't buy. But then when you just even browse through them, you can just learn new things and it's amazing. I, I definitely haven't set enough time on to the side set set aside set enough time aside for reading these books but they're there and when I'm under pressure to return them maybe today I will actually have a good read of that book so that would be cool today okay let's move on I wanted to share with you 10 lessons from the past year I wrote these down at some point uh, to do a YouTube video type of thing about these. And I have. But I wanted to repeat them here because I want them to be forever recorded onto my podcast stream. They could be useful. And I'm kind of refreshing myself as I'm reading through these. Because they're going to be good lessons, I think, going forward at any point, really. One number one. Don't get into a relationship with a friend. Hmm. I was really good with his uh, good friends with a with a guy for a good few years and I really sort of valued him as a friend and we had really good chats every time I saw him and then at some point he just said he became obsessed with me and he wanted to have me as his girlfriend and I'm like where the hell's this come from and the fact is that I'd never fancied him I'd always just seen him as a friend and I fell into the trap of, I, I don't even know, I, I don't, I can't even really put a finger down on what exactly happened, but he he was so persistent and wouldn't stop. And I was like, well, what, yeah, who am I to say I don't want to hang out with this person anymore because he wants me now on a different level. And then stuff happened and I just found out that he's really quite a lot more fucked up than I knew. Uh, had a cocaine addiction and an alcohol problem and a bad childhood and stuff so I it was really sad because then it just came to a point where I said it's it's not good enough I can't I can't do this and I still feel really sad that that friendship is now gone I had to block him because he wouldn't stop messaging and and stuff when he was off his face he threatened to commit suicide on the phone to me and I'm just like, mate, 
it's, it's this is not my responsibility usually it's so selfish to try and basically drag somebody else into that situation I think he was expecting me to go like okay let me come over to you let me try and rescue you oh my god I hope you're okay and instead I just I just said do I call for an ambulance or do I call for for the police because you need help and you tell me which one I'm not coming over and yeah I had to block him sad really sad but I was number one. Mm. You have to really, yeah, you have to really decide what you're willing to sacrifice. But it's, it's again, if somebody becomes obsessed with you, I don't really know if, if our friendship could have continued, you know? So maybe there's just a time for everything and that, that was the way it was meant to be, meant to go. And I can just have my memories. But I'm just sad that I don't have my deep conversation friend anymore. He's not there. He's gone. And I mourned the loss of him. And now it's time to move on. Number two, block someone if you need to. There's no space for negativity. Well, this relates pretty well to the previous one. So if somebody's causing you shit and if it's blocking your thoughts with the bad stuff, I'd say just block them. Like I blocked that that non-sky who became obsessed with me and started messaging me who I reported to the police there's just no space for drama in my life that kind of stuff is just unnecessary so sometimes you have to block people on social media and you know their phone number and stuff if you um, don't feel like it's it's adding value to your life also yeah, if you ever, like the police were saying to me, if I ever feel unsafe, make sure to always call them. They're going to be there for me and make sure that I'm fine if, if I need help and stuff, which is really, really reassuring and lovely to feel safe in that way. Number three, start a new sport. Okay, so in, since sort of lockdown stopped and stuff, I've done pole fitness, aerial hoop, gymnastics, rock climbing, inline skating, a lot of cycling, walking, what else? Well, sea dipping, so gone in the North Sea. And I've been invited to go surfing on Friday, which I've kind of wanted to do for many years, but it's in the North Sea and it's really cold and I'm not sure about that. So we'll see if I'll do that. But I definitely say, if you just try a new sport, there is so much to be gained. You can find that you don't like the sport at all, and that's fine. You've still learned something and it's really good for your body to move in a different way. Uh, and I say start a new spot, but like any new hobby, just try new things. You will not regret it, I'm sure. Number four, try out new restaurants. Again, this is, I suppose, for people who don't care about food, then maybe this is not for you. But I just love trying out new flavours, new ways of doing things. Going for restaurants that are specialised in a certain cuisine, not just like a generic British pub, whatever, that serve you lasagna and some Thai curry stuff or, you know, just all the different sort of cuisines because they're not going to be excellent at any of them. So just in London, visited this Mexican restaurant, which is just by the London Eye. And it was unbelievable. It was so good that I, I felt such happiness because I went to the disabled toilet because it was the first one there and it was quite busy. And I could just hear Southern American people speak Spanish to each other. 
and just like, oh, like, come here, oh, they're just like going really crazy and like just shouting at each other. I was like, oh my God, this feels so authentic and so amazing. And it's just that, that experience. Again, like if service is good, it was brilliant and the flavours were amazing. And oh God, so much enjoyment to be uh, had from new restaurant experiences. Also for me, I I cook a lot, so it's nice sometimes to have somebody else cook for me. So it's worth the money, you know? sometimes just to chill out and have somebody do all the hard work for you next one number five book a holiday look after your future self yes Ooh, i did that i did this a lot in lockdown i know it's not you know very recent but when i was a bit wine tipsy at home i i just booked holidays because there's nothing to spend money on and i i've been to let me think yeah, I'd gone to like Finland and Riga in Latvia and Barcelona and Isle of Skye and a Hindu thing away, which is like sort of really cool with a jacuzzi and everything. And where have I been recently? Dublin and, and Spain again. It's just obviously London. Hmm. This is the thing. Sometimes people think, oh, well, if you just prioritize where you put your money, and ex- gaining experience is so much more valuable than material possessions. So I could get flights. I literally got flights to, let me think, last summer. I went from here in Newcastle to Barcelona in Spain and flew from there to Finland. And then from Finland to Riga in Latvia. But that was just the day. That was like 16 hours. And then home for the night to Newcastle. And the flights were something like, I think, like 180 quid for all of those. So people sometimes think, oh, God, she must be rich. Also, I cook a lot of food at home. You know, I go to the supermarket to make food. Travel is not expensive if you are clever clever about it. It's so funny to me when people go, oh, I just paid four grand for this holiday, like weeks long, week, week, for this week-long holiday somewhere. And I'm just thinking, four grand for a fucking holiday for, for a week? What are you on about? Maybe, yeah, if you go to Africa and do all the safaris. I, I don't know, but I, oh, I sometimes when I go away on holiday, I actually end up spending less money overall in total. It's obviously very, you know, handy if you've got any friends living abroad who you could visit, maybe, which makes it a lot cheaper than staying in hotels because I, I didn't pay for any hotels. That's obviously going to be a big budget thing. Um, And then just buying fresh ingredients from the supermarket and... Unbelievable. Saves so much money. Um, And then sometimes I look at my diary and just go, oh, shit, yeah, oh, I'm going there. Oh, well done, wine drunk Erica, for looking after my future self and for booking me this holiday. And now, well, I I best go then. So it kind of feels like just do it now if it feels right and then worry about the stuff later. As long as you've got the time off, then rock and roll. Unbelievable. So worthwhile. Invest on experiences number six be proactive in relationships okay yes this is all to do with contacting friends making new friends talking to people um and this can teach you a lot about yourself so i think the number one thing is really that if you can think of okay now think of one person that you wouldn't like the thought of living without and right now pause this and send them a message saying, I love you, or I care about you, 
I really value you as a friend. I really appreciate you, your efforts in this and that. And then that'll make their day. Or, or it could be that they'll text you back saying, are you fucking drunk? What's going on? And then you can just say, well, in this podcast, I was told to message somebody who I wouldn't like to thought, I wouldn't like to think living without. I don't even know if that's English again, but you know what I mean. And then they're like, okay then, so someone else made the decision for you. So go ahead and do that now. Press pause and come back. Thank you. Let's move on. Number seven, communicate clearly and with good intent. What, what, okay, this is my hippie talk again. From love arises many a good thing. Karma is real. Okay, karma. Let's grasp onto that. The more positivity you spread around, the more positive your life will end up being. There's, I know a few really negative people who misery just seems to follow them. But that is the predisposition that they put themselves into with their mindset. And if you're angry, if you're being negative and expecting the worst, that's what people will do to you as well. And I can't tell you how much my life has changed for the better when I've just gone out with, when I've felt good. I'm like, do you know what? I'm just going to smile at a random person, say hi to them, whatever, and just give them a nod or really ask, so yeah, how you doing? Go to the shop and speak to the person a little bit. It really makes the day. It really makes the day. So go ahead and do that. Number eight, go to the dentist. Prioritise mouth hygiene. Mouth hygiene is very closely related to general health and well-being. So I'd need to dig up all the the research, but basically there's, there's a huge link. If your mouth's not in a good condition, chances are your immune system's gonna be lower and you're gonna suffer with other things as well. See, everything in life is interconnected. So these are easy steps that you can take to make sure that that you're maximizing your your eh, potential, your well-being, really. So I know I used to be really scared of the dentist. I was traumatized at upper uh, in upper secondary school when I saw a dentist who started drilling without asking. Well, she asked for my permission. I said no, not without numbing, and she was like, "It's literally going to take like." 20 seconds max and it's done and I repeated saying I do not want you to touch my mouth with a drill if you haven't numbed it she went ahead and did it and I I realized in the evening that I'd all of my memories from that day from then onwards had been wiped I had no recollection of having been to any more classes at school and no recollection of my journey back home imagine what could have happened it was really traumatic and nowadays I just searched out for a really good dentist and I go regularly and it's it's just a really good way of, you know, looking after yourself. And I know it's not the nicest, but I've kind of nearly learned to enjoy a dentist trip nowadays. I even go to a place that's not near mine at all. It takes me about an hour, hour to get there. But again, on those journeys there, I don't feel like it's wasted time when I can listen to a podcast, I can read a book, I can listen to music, or I can just sit there in silence and look out, just 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 look at the surroundings and just vibe with everything that that there is so worthwhile go to the dentist there's one more thing that you could do now book a dentist appointment and you'll 
it's very, you know, it's likely that you'll live longer for that as well. Go ahead, go ahead and do it. Number nine, pamper yourself. This is such a thing that, okay, what have, what, what have I written down? Maybe get your lashes done. It's obviously if you're a girl. Well, I mean, if you're a guy, go ahead. Well, why not? Uh, get hair done, get your nails done. It's nice to feel good about yourself. This is a lesson that I really deeply learned when I was, when I had a, my second baby, Indy, who was just quite a handful for two years. So in that time when I was the, mo- <laughs> the most exhausted I'd ever been, I was sleeping really horrendously because she wasn't sleeping and life just sometimes felt like hell. But the one thing I just became determined to do is have a shower first thing in the morning if I could, but at least put some makeup on and I wore like dresses and high heels and did my hair just for the school run or to drop my eldest daughter Ellie off at nursery. And I remember that kind of, it just made me feel so much better about myself. And it's funny because it's such a, it's nothing really to do with, well, it's partly to do with how you look. Because like there was another mum who just, oh my God, Erica, how can you look so glamorous? 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 And I'm like, well, uh, I mean, <laughs> I've just chosen to, to to look after myself whilst having a baby. And I wasn't going anywhere else. I just came straight back home and I was just here walking around with lipstick on. It makes a huge difference. Say just going to a nail parlor or to the hairdressers, just the attention that somebody gives you for that that period of time when you're there. It's just lovely to know when you're just purely doing stuff for yourself and for no one else. And it's just so good. Pamper yourself. Do something. Number 10. Don't diet. Mm, okay, I wrote this list at a time when I wrote that I'm the heaviest I've been. After experimenting more with fasting. Oh, shit. Door's gone. Two seconds. That was a delivery at the door. Sorry about that. What was I saying? Um, oh, don't diet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've been doing, like... I decided I'm going to fast for three days. That's quite hard. I mean, sometimes it's easy. Sometimes it's hard. And... The more you sort of try and really diet, the more you'll bounce back. So definitely say, you know, over the course of the years, I've come to quite clearly understand through real life experiments that the people who go the hardest will fall the hardest. And I know it's really, it, you know, it's, it's easy to say, but there is no better way to make improvements to your health than to make small changes. You cannot change your life. If it feels like somebody else's life, it's not going to work. Just make minor, minor changes. Do it for a week at a time. Do it for two weeks. Really drill it into your everyday routines. Something new, something little. And then that'll create long-lasting changes for the better. And really really recommend sort of sitting through thinking through why you're doing things say I as a young person I learned to identify colorful foods as in fresh fruits and vegetables and stuff as not just healthy and good for me because that doesn't really mean much it's really difficult to think oh yes if I eat these then chances are I will live for longer and stuff like that so instead 
I ate those foods and really explored how my body was feeling and I, I became to associate those good foods with how good I was feeling and it takes so little to just feel unbelievable when you're eating good stuff you're really nourishing your body and your soul at the same time because when you then and I'm, I'm totally a full-on advocate for eating really greasy you know takeaway food every now and again absolutely fine but also listen to your body and see how it's feeling afterwards because you'll probably feel a lot more sluggish afterwards but that's fine it's when you learn to appreciate okay I enjoyed the food and there's no guilt attached to eating those foods. Then you can really just think, oh, I'm feeling a bit like shit because I've eaten those foods and that's fine. Deal with the consequences. That's your responsibility. You chose that food and you chose how you ended up feeling and that's fine. And just going forward, it's even more rewarding to go back to eating well and feeling good and it really makes you appreciate feeling good when you remember what how shit it felt like to to not eat so well okay there's 10 there we go that was 10 and it's time for the final section in this podcast which is questions from you i literally just before sitting down dug up dug up dug out dug dug up mm, my list of questions that i've received there's a few I need to be adding on to this. If you do have a question for me, it can be anything. Send it to erica at ericahousingy.com. Oh, no, sorry. No, no. Send it to hello at ericahousingy.com. Or alternatively, which might even be easier, you can just go on to... Go follow the link that I put in the show notes, which is going to be my interactive site where you can answer, give your answers to the questions that I've answered in this podcast. And also, there is a box there to fill in your question. So that's probably going to be a really, really good way to make sure that I will have a record of your question there for eternity. So go on, drop in your questions there. Anything, anything and everything. I would love to get anything. Even it can't be a stupid question. It can't be a bad question. Just ask it and then I'll see if I include it in the show. Okay, today's question. I only chose one because I'm very tired and I want to... I want to I wanna go and rest and for once watch some Netflix because I've got one thing that I haven't finished watching and I want to do that. I think it's, it's it's called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck or something like that by Mark Manson. Maybe I might get that wrong. Uh, he wrote a book of the same name and I just, this is one of the things I downloaded for my journey to London to watch on the train. And I haven't finished it, so I'm going to go and do that next. But for now, today's question is going to be, what do you like to do in your free time? Nice and simple, nice and straightforward. Is it easy to answer? Probably. Mm, depends on how deep you want to go. But um, my free time. I guess my free time is when I don't have my children. They're at the dads and I've got no work responsibilities and stuff. I very much like to either be very still i.e sit in silence maybe meditate but more than that is I want to move and spend time with people that I care about but definitely if I've got a bit of energy because I know movement gives me more energy so there is no downside 
apart from sometimes getting injured and maybe you're not needing a knee reconstruction afterwards. But, you know, we'll move past that, 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 that thing. If I wasn't so tired today, I'd absolutely grab my skates and just probably go for a skate on the keyser. I might still do that. We'll see. But move, moving is never anything that is that makes your life worse. Again, you know, take it with a pinch of salt if you get injured and stuff. But take precautions, try and stay safe and stuff. And and it's one of the best things I feel like I can do to my body. Gives you more energy, gets you. I definitely, oh, I love moving out in nature. So just get getting outside, being outside is really really good. Obviously, you'll get a bit of exposure to the daylight, to the sun, to vitamin D. And what I learned actually from my friend in London is that. You need vitamin C to absorb the vitamin D, which I didn't even know. Or actively know anyway. So have a bloody orange or squeeze of lemon afterwards and, or during or beforehand or any time in the world, to be honest. And that's grand. Being outside. Okay, let's try and be more specific. <laughs> okay, what I like to do in my spare time, sometimes I need to be doing a bit of tidying up after the kids are gone or, you know, that's not really my vibe. I mean, it, it is to an extent, but I'd rather be out skating, climbing, doing gymnastics, some partner acrobatics, some handstands, some walking. I re- I listen to quite a lot of podcasts. I think my, what's it called, Spotify wrapped last year, which is the first time I got it. I think I was in the top one or top two percent of podcast listeners in the world according to how many hours I'd be listening to them. And my trick to learning to listen to them was I can't just sit still and listen to a podcast. I have to do something at the same time. And for my brain, the optimal speed normally is 1.5 times speed. So I like to listen to it on a quite a fast pace. And that way I can really focus on it. And uh, it's so rewarding. There's something different types of podcasts that are good for different occasions and podcasts are definitely out, out there I oh, do you know what I really love food shopping like pardon me <coughs> going to the supermarket and just slowly walking around and vibing with all the food that there is I love that mm. yeah seeing friends just spending time unpressured time with friends either doing an activity Going bowling, uh, playing pool, bloody axe throwing, you know, anything at all. Or just sitting down and having a chat. Sometimes not even having a chat, just being together, spending time together. I don't, I love inviting friends around to mine because I don't, the telly's pretty much never on. So sometimes it's just spending time together in peace and quiet. Gotta need a drink. <coughs> And sometimes just doing stuff. Let me pause this because I need to cough properly. All right, hopefully that helped. Spending time with friends. What else do I like to do? I like to learn new things. I try and not spend too much time on social media and stuff. But uh, just chilling out, really. Communicating. That's it, probably. I like to eat food. I do like to make food, but I, I tend to make more food when the kids are around. And for myself, I can't be quite as bothered to do a lot of cooking. 
that takes a lot of time. Like this morning, oh my god, it was so delicious. I I had some bagels and I haven't had a bagel for years. And because they're just so calorie dense that I kind of feel like it's pointless to have 300 calories from a like piece of bread really and then fill it with like other other ingredients. But I'd lost like a couple of kilograms when I was in London for four days. So I thought I need to eat a little bit more. So I had a bagel and I made sort of an omelette that I put inside of it. And it was just unbelievably delicious. I can't even describe it. I I buttered the, the bagel and it was just beautiful. Unbelievably beautiful. So much experience, oh, so experience, so much enjoyment. I just sat down, really put all the distractions away. I don't like to do other things when I'm eating. Like mindful eating is so important in listening to your body and and learning what's enough and stuff like that. So I definitely recommend not distracting yourself with the telly. And I particularly value family food times. So sitting down together, discussing the day, whatever. So valuable. These are the things that memories are made out of. And then um, you just it's really difficult to overeat because you're just conscious of, of what's going on. I think we're going to... Yeah, yeah. Lockdown and just life in general, the online life, has made it so much easier as well these days to to keep in touch with people abroad. So we've got friends in different countries and sometimes really, really nice to to have a video chat to to catch up. So definitely recommend that as well. Again, yeah, just be active in, in cherishing your relationships and stuff. It's your Your mind will thank you for it later. That's it for today. Remember to send me your questions if you didn't mind. Follow the link in the show notes and or send me a direct email to hello at erikahelsinki.com. Also, you can shoot me a DM on Instagram. I might see it. I might not see it. But, you know, yeah, you'll find me at erika underscore Helsinki. And it's good to be back. I feel like this is giving me a little bit of energy at least mental energy maybe not physically I feel I feel quite exhausted but looking forward to having another good night's sleep tonight and I'm gonna be fresh again tomorrow but uh, I think it's yeah, about nearly a week uh, until I a bit since I last recorded an episode and that just felt like such a long time but I genuinely genuinely haven't had time during the day to be recording which is why I prioritised this today, because it was my first chance in about a week. And I just love it. It's really nice. Also, I've never still recorded an episode in the evening. So, I don't know. It just doesn't feel like the right time. But one day, I'm sure I will. Anyway, thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe or follow to this podcast, wherever you're listening. And if you enjoyed it, please do share it with a friend you know, on WhatsApp or whatever. You can just just use the share button or even whatever, whatever you want to do. But today's been a bit more of a tired one. But sometimes, you know, friends are there. Friends are meant to be there no matter how they're feeling. And I'm really grateful that you've listened to me. And I'd love to hear from you. And I will catch you next time. Look after yourself. Bye for now.